Well, if you're going to be a bear, be a grizzly bear, a friend of mine used to say all the time. I'm not even sure where the saying comes from, but it sounds good. And if you're going to be a grizzly bear, you may as well be the boss, right? That's a great name. Makes me think of Bruce Springsteen, but yeah, the boss. That's the nickname given to an absolutely enormous grizzly that calls Banff National Park home. Bear 122, I believe, is the official name. Uh, He's in his 20s. He weighs some 600 pounds, the largest and oldest of his kind in the area. He's one tough customer. Apparently, he survived a train strike. So you can imagine what it might be like to have a relatively close encounter with uh, the boss, especially at this time of year. And that's exactly what happened to award-winning nature photographer Jason Leo Bantle, who joins us now. Thank you so much, Jason, for your time tonight. Good evening, Ben. So tell me about this. Uh, you must have known. You must have known all about this bear before you set out. Yeah, I live out in the Canmore uh, Banff area, so the boss is a local legend. I know now he's becoming a Canadian legend through uh, all the press this week, which is awesome. Yeah, he's yeah. just uh, one of our local bears that, uh, you know, you, you speak of, of some of the things, uh, his age, uh, being hit by the train. Uh, one thing you didn't mention is at one point uh, he actually uh, dug a black bear out of its den before he went to sleep and, and had a bit of a snack. So he's kind <laughs> wow. of a, a big, a big bad bear, but uh, I mean, he's just doing his bear things, right? Yeah, I mean, bears will be bears. I was actually reading about it in a UK paper today, believe it or not, Jason. It's, they've picked it up, too, uh, about the boss and your and your photos, mind you. So what on, what happened on this particular day? I, I don't go looking for the boss. Uh, I, I've experienced the boss on three different occasions over, over the last five to seven years. On this certain occasion, I was out headed uh, out for another shoot, uh, actually to photograph moose, and I was traveling down a snowy roadway it was early in the morning and a little bit of light snow and i as i'm driving down in the lights of my vehicle i saw something you know tracks that crossed the road so i i stopped the vehicle backed it up and looked i'm like oh <laughs> that's a grizzly bear and kind of investigated the tracks a little bit more and i'm like oh they're fairly fresh now i didn't go and follow the bear that would not be something i would do at this time of year this time of year they're very hungry they're going through something called hyperphagia which means they just want to eat everything they see. I have done a master's in biology and with my profession as a nature photographer, I'm curious. So I followed the tracks from the direction that he had come from. I wanted to know what he had been up to. And I very quickly found a little den or a little bed that he had made and he slept in that night. He woke up that morning. He had gone to the bathroom. His scat was bigger than my size 13 boots. It was huge. So he had had a good meal the night before and I followed back further and his tracks meandered and he was digging up ground squirrels underneath stumps and things like that. So it was, it was more a biology kind of lesson for me. Got back in my vehicle and headed down the road and about a kilometer down the road, Ben, there he was. And from the safety of my vehicle, I managed to observe him uh, digging underneath a stump and he looked up for a split second. I got five or six images. Wow. Yeah, the pictures are unbelievable. Lucky. The light, the lighting, <laughs> the lighting too. Like you don't always get the perfect light, right? The lighting in the pictures was fantastic as well. Yeah, you know, this is a bear that I've photographed before, and he doesn't pose for long. Typically, you don't get his eyes. He's the boss. He's not, you know, going. Oh well, you know, I'll, I'll pose for you. I want to be known. He's doing his thing, and so yeah, I mean, to get him to look right into the camera, and he has such soulful eyes. It was just an incredible encounter. I ended up deciding not to go 
you know, travel for, for my moose photography that day. It was getting too late in the day. So I went and grabbed some lunch and came back down that roadway later in the afternoon and decided to walk in just a small ways off the road. I wanted to be close to my vehicle. And I sat in the meadow just to watch the sunset and thought, you never know, maybe he'll walk through here. And lo and behold, Benny walks through that meadow right at sunset. And from okay. about 150 meters away, yeah, I got to see him twice that day. And 150 meters away, I got to shoot some incredible video that uh, I'm sure you've seen. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. must, I mean, give, given, given, given the experience that you've had as a nature photographer, given your understanding of biology, you must feel like there's almost something symbiotic going on sometimes. Yeah, that day is definitely one of those days where you kind of question and go, what what kind of all happened here? You know, uh, everything lined up. But again, Ben, I mean, I spend a lot of time in the field where you don't see anything. So some days it just has to line up, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the stars align. I mean, it's like that in, in, in this business, too. If you're a field reporter, some days just everything goes right for you and you have no idea. You spend months trying to figure out what the, what the secret sauce was that day. Um, but it, it, it isn't anything. It's just, you know, it's happenstance. But what amazing photographs. Did you know? I mean, I guess right away you would have known how good the pictures were because you can see them right away. It's not like the old days. You'd have to wait, right? Yeah, and actually, I'm a, I'm an originally a 35 millimeter film shooter. So you're right; you used right. to have to wait a week to get your film back and such. But now with the digital, yeah, it was it was neat to see the images until you actually print them, though, because I I you know my work I I have the all in the wild galleries, and until I actually print the work and get to see them on that print, I don't really have that same appreciation because I'm still a print guy. I, I love that feeling of the print and such. And you know what? Maybe Ben, maybe he just wants his story told. He's he's getting a little bit older. And it's been yeah. so nice this this uh, kind of week that he's been covered nationally. And now you said in the UK papers as well. I mean, what a great thing to give appreciation to our bears of Canada that, you know, are so important uh, and that are a Canadian symbol. Yeah, they're part of Canada yeah. culture. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things um, that, that struck me most about some of the coverage of it is that there is a bit of a sad undertone to all of it as well, right? There is a certain sadness to the fact that he's survived, but he's he's one of the lucky ones. Yeah, Ben, you speak of something that, yeah, not everybody is covering, and you're right. I mean, we we lose a lot of bears, unfortunately, in our, you know, Banff area to rail strikes and to um, to to the roadway as well. We lost a very, you know, young and up-and-coming female this year that uh, got hit on the Trans-Canada, and we lost her mom the year before on that exact same stretch of highway on the Trans-Canada. So Parks Canada works so diligently to, to help these bears and work to, to make sure that they're safe, and, and we have to do our part as well by being respectful and not heading out into that backcountry and not being bear-prepared, right? Bear spray and don't approach bears, you know, um, I have a long lens for a reason, Ben. <laughs> you don't want to get close yes, to these bears, <laughs> especially <Yeah>. the boss. <laughs> especially the boss, yeah. But you did capture some unbelievable photos of him. I mean, you of having captured photos of him before, what, what about these? When you talked about his eyes, he, you just have that shot where he looks, there's the one where he looks like he's looking right at you, and you wonder what he's thinking. You wonder what he's thinking. Yeah, when I first saw the image and, and shared it with my partner, you know, we both kind of said he actually looks a little bit, you know, almost a little bit sad. And I said, I don't know, maybe he looks soulful. Uh, you know, yeah. he's getting up there in age and perhaps he's appreciating the fact that he's going into hibernation and he's going into hibernation in really good shape and, and really healthy and such. But 
maybe he's become a little bit more of a thoughtful bear. Now we're anthropomorphizing, but uh, we are, you know, uh, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. it's hard to say what what's going on. And then the the video that I shot in the uh, meadow and such, I did grab a couple stills there quickly, and and he didn't even know I was there, which was really nice. You know, he just kind of lumbered through being the boss he he's just going in his direction and and you know no worries or concerns and some of the stills there with the evening light there's some beautiful rim lighting on him from the Mm. sun setting and such and uh, these images have a a bit of a I don't know how to say it but a real surreal feel to them in terms of where this bear lives and the life that he lives he's in the mountains he's in those cool dark you know mountains that uh, just have the beautiful light early morning and, and late evening. So yeah, they're different yeah. from my, from my other ones. My, my most recent release of him was a very, you know, head on coming right at me in a really intense bear, which he is, but uh, it's nice to see the softer side of the boss too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, what struck me about it too, is that he lived, he seems to lead a pretty solitary life, right? He's got a few things on his mind, obviously, but he seems to <laughs> roam alone, so to speak. Yeah, well, he, he roams a big area. He has a home range of, I think, Parks Canada said something around the neighborhood of 2,500 square kilometers. Wow. And grizzly bears are, yeah, huge area. Like, he will go into BC, I was told at times, from, from Banff, so he'll wander that far in. Uh, they did have a radio collar on him at one time, and it showed, you know, grizzly bears, for the most part, are a solitary animal, except in that spring season. And he would do these big ventures, uh, you know, kind of in the valleys and such, looking for for girlfriends. He's father, they estimate, somewhere greater than 50% of the cubs in the valley. So come springtime, he's a busy boy. He's very social then. But you're right, the rest of the year, he's just a solitary, cool guy. Yeah, doing his thing. Jason Leo Bantle is with us uh, this half hour, a nature photographer based in Canmore, Alberta. We're talking about some recent pictures that he took, some spectacular images and video of a grizzly bear known simply as the boss. He is a, he's a big guy, a big guy, 600 plus pounds. Uh, he pretty much rules the roost, so to speak, in Banff National Park. Uh, Jason, I just want so, you know, they don't always do the greatest job in the tabloids in, this, in the UK. So this is the Daily Star UK's online article about uh, your photos. World's toughest bear, the boss, it starts, survived being hit by a train and his father to 70% of cubs. Um, it says the impressive impressive behemoth bear dubbed the boss has survived being pummeled into by a train, fathered 70% of cubs in the area, and even eats his fellow grizzly bears as the 600-pound titan travels a park. So there you go. <laughs> there's your story wrapped into like tabloid style which is i'll send it to you it's pretty amazing, pretty amazing. Yeah, i'd love to see it. yeah well he's uh he's gonna be a legend in the world not just in canada <laughs> yeah no you know the tabloids have a very specific style the british tabloids of writing and that's that's it right that's it so it catches yeah. the eye it's fairly complimentary otherwise though about uh about the boss so what now i guess i mean this it doesn't get better than this i suppose but he's obviously not going to be seen for a while now, I would imagine. Yeah. You know, um, um, talking with parks today on, on another, uh, interview program. Um, yeah, the, the thing is, is that he is a bear that will go to sleep quite late. Uh, I didn't okay. even, I wasn't even aware of this, Ben, 
that uh, they said some years he may not even go into to bed until shortly after Christmas. Really? Part of it is, is yeah, well, part of it is, is if a grizzly bear, well, and I think this, this uh, don't quote me on this, but I believe this is with black bears as well, that if they have a food source and they can still move around, meaning the snow hasn't gotten too deep, they will delay going into hibernation, um, you know, and then they'll just go for a shorter sleep. And then I guess he can be up as early as early March uh, heading out, uh, you know, and, and looking for that food again. And, and again, part of it in Banff National Park is with the railway there and the grain cars going through that they do drop a little bit of grain on, on those tracks. And that's a food source for the boss. Yeah, I, that's what I, I guess he roams the tracks, right? I guess a lot of them do, which is part of both, I guess, a benefit and a curse to them. Yeah, you know, and also with that, the ungulates will go as well, the deer and the elk and the moose. So they'll wander those tracks and they might accidentally get hit by a train. And then, of course, he will be a a carnivore in that instance, right? And he'll clean up uh, the carrion that might be there beside the track. So he's he's kind of got some easy pickings, uh, depending on, on what happens along those tracks. And he's a bear that's I believe learned to how to survive on those tracks. A lot of bears have have gotten struck on there. Parks Canada again. I, I want to compliment them. They've they've built a lot of kind of escape routes for the bears as well, and they've worked with the rail line to to help in ensuring that there's safety corridors for for the animals. Some of these animals, especially grizzly bears, you know, we we only have I believe the estimate is only 65 grizzly bears in Banff National Park. So every bear is very important to the longevity of that species in that area. Yeah, just 65, that few. That's what I heard recently and what I read as well. And and that was a shocking number for me. Now, that's just in Banff. If we go into Yoho and Kootenays and, you know, Jasper National Park, that number would climb quite dramatically. And the other good news is I believe I've heard recently that Alberta's grizzly bear population is on the increase. So that's great news in general for, you know, Single-handedly by the boss. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. So, <laughs> see, but yeah. anyway, yeah, we we'll don't let want the, that we'll let the daily but... star. We'll let the daily star know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, you, must, you must be you must be happy about the attention though that this has received because in some ways it's a great compliment to you, of course. But it's also, as you were pointing out earlier, you do have a people have an affection for the boss here as well. Yeah, I feel I feel really honored. I mean, obviously, I, I appreciate, you know, for myself and, and my galleries, all the attention that it's brought to me. But I think what I really appreciate is that this is what Canada is, you know, it's featured in the news this week in Canada. And that's going to mean good things, I hope, for bears and I hope for nature in general, because it's putting them on the map and, and us all having conversations about the importance of bears and and providing, you know, habitat for them, providing space for them, and also being bear smart when we're we're in their homes. I, I make the analogy. I mean, imagine if a grizzly bear walked into your home right now, you'd be like, whoa. And we have to think of it that way as well. Grizzly bears are very used to having big, large spaces where there wouldn't be any humans. And so they need those big tracts of land that are intact to, to be healthy and to have healthy populations. So I think that's the greater thing that I kind of like this week is I think people are maybe having those conversations and we brought some attention all from this one bear that, you know, he doesn't know how, how much attention he's bringing to his species. So congratulations to the boss. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and uh, Jason, where can they find your, quickly, where can they find your gallery online if they want to look at, uh, want to go have a look? Oh, thank you for doing that. Yeah, uh, all in the wild. 
dot com. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm owner and and founder of All in the Wild Galleries. So yeah, that uh, we have galleries across Canada. Nothing in the Vancouver area. Sorry. But uh, yeah, so elsewhere, all in the wild. Yes, the yeah. Daily Star called the boss a forty-three stone titan. So I bet you he's never been called that before. <laughs> so there you go. I'll send that your way, uh, Jason. Thank you so knew. much. If you only knew. Thank you so much for sharing your yeah. story tonight. It was great. Thanks for sharing this with your listeners.